the Lord gave the word, and great was the company of them that published it. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to the Know Your Bible radio broadcast that reaches around the world daily with the good news about Jesus Christ our Lord. I am your host, Bishop Fred A. Carwell Sr. Now lend me your ear and let's go inside of Know Your Bible and hear God's life-changing word. Welcome to Know Your Bible. Twelfth chapter of the gospel according to Mark, verses 41 through 44. Mark chapter 12, verses 41 through 44. And I'm reading, And Jesus sat over against the treasury, and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which make a farthing. And he called unto him his disciples, and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, This poor widow hath cast more in than all they who have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want did cast in all that she had, even all her living. Plant a seed in time of need. Plant a seed in time of need. It is God's order about doing things. A seed is a sperm, spermatozoa. Everything that we do, everything that we say, everything that we acknowledge is a seed. Whether it's a smile or a frown, whether it's arrogance or humility, everything we do is a seed. A seed, when it is planted, into the right soil will expand its productivity. Seed that is planted in bad soil will die unproductive. The human spirit consists of four different kinds of ground. There is the wayside. There is the stony ground. There are the thorns. And then the only productive ground is the good ground. The seed is God's word that directs what is placed into our hands as it relates to having a need for money. When there is a need, Plant a seed. Plant it into good ground. 
so that you may reap a good harvest from the Lord. What do you have in your wallet? Uh, um, <laughs> what do you have in your hand? Because what is in your hand, if your heart is right, you will allow the Lord to direct your giving. Here in the just read scripture, we find a widow, one who has no visible means of support. No doubt her husband is dead, and she probably does not have a son to carry on. Jesus and his disciples sat over against the treasury in the house of God. And as they beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many of those that were rich cast in much, and there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which makes a farthing. That's a calculated count of money in those days. Jesus told his disciples, he said, you see that woman? He says, verily I say unto you, this poor widow has cast in more than all they who have cast into the treasury. For all they did cast in of their abundance, but she of her want, she of her need, she of her penury, did cast in all that she had, even all her living. In time of need, plant a seed. Now obviously the first human reaction to need is to hold on to all that we got. And holding on to all that we have means then the only thing that we're going to have when the smoke clears and the dust settles is that which we already have in our hand. Money cannot grow in our hand. It has to be planted into good soil, into good ground. So what kind of heart do you have today toward the Lord? Is it stony ground? Is it thorns? Is it wayside? Or is it good ground? The good ground in the parable in Mark 4, and the word of God is the seed, which ought to determine what we have in our hand, or to back up a minute, what we have in our heart to give to God is determined by the kind of heart that we have. And oftentimes when our heart is not right toward God, our giving won't be either. So we have to understand that God has a purpose and a plan for money that he places and puts into our hands. Seed time and harvest while the earth remain shall not cease. And so that is the law of reciprocity that should govern our giving. But if our heart is not right, then we will rob God and think nothing about that latter move. So Jesus took the opportunity to teach his disciples a lesson when he pointed out the poor widow. And he talked about the rich people in the congregation. And he talked about how this poor widow, because she had a want... Because she had a need. She was wise enough. She was a widow without visible means of support. But God, how many of y'all know, 
loves widows. God takes care of widows. But then what does the widow have in her hand? She has seed. And that particular day when she came into the temple, she gave her last. So no doubt she had acquired some money along the way. Maybe her husband got killed in an automobile accident. And she got some money. And out of her being a widow and no visible means of support, the woman was consistently consistent in giving to the Lord. And you might wonder when you read this, why didn't God raise up somebody to give back to this woman? Because she out of her want. In other words, she had come to the last that she had, but at least she was consistent. She didn't hold on to it. She gave. She planted that seed. She knew she had a need. She was in the right place at the right time. She was in the temple. But you see, Jesus had made a statement someplace else in scripture. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosom. So I guarantee you that the Lord raised up somebody to give back to that woman. See, because we need to understand, God is not going to print no money up there and bring it down here. God is going to raise up somebody to be a blessing to you. Because that's the way it happens. And God cannot raise up any of us to be a blessing to nobody while we're robbing him with the right hand. (laughs) So in time of need, plant a seed. Luke chapter 21. It's the same scenario, but it's a little thing in there I think we need to see. It's basically the same scenario, but then there's something that, that Jesus put into Luke chapter 21 that uh, the writer did not put over in Mark chapter 12. In Luke chapter 21, verses 1 through 4, those first four verses, listen to this. And he looked up and saw the rich men casting their gifts into the treasury. Casting their gifts into what? Into the treasury. And he saw also a certain poor widow casting in there two mites. And he said of a truth I say unto you. That this poor widow has cast in more than they all. For all these have of their abundance. Cast in unto the offerings of God. That part right there. The offerings of God. In the house of God. But she of her penury. Of her want. Has cast in all the living. That she had. On that particular Sabbath day. She gave the last part. Of what she had. Because her heart was toward God. No doubt. This woman had a heart. That you would call good ground. No doubt she knew. That God loves widows. God loves people period. And that if she would be totally committed to the Lord and that which she had committed, no doubt, years before then or months or weeks before her money ran out, she gave the last that she had to the Lord. I remember when this thing about um, um, money here in America, that word I'm looking for is uh, when the inflation had, had, had risen up and money was running short that a lot of people stopped giving in the house of God because no doubt they start reasoning, well, you know, 
Uh, times are getting tight, so I need to hold on to my money. And now, you know, being human, that's an obvious thought. You know, it's, it's, that means you're you normal. Because we all have need. But the thing about it is that God can do more with what we give him than we have what we keep. It's just that way. It's a miracle that we're born again, so everything else ought to come natural. So the, the woman gave into the offerings of God, and that's what needs to be understood. We should not allow the devil to play with our mind. I ain't giving that money to my church, that church my money. I'm not giving that preacher my money. That church don't need it. See, you're thinking too much. We come in, we praise him, we give him kudos and accolades, but then when it comes to the offering, it's like he's not here and we ain't either. <laughs> so, so that ain't the way we need to conduct our business. So in time of need, plant a seed, which sometimes means additional money when there's an additional need. See, the tithe is not a seed. That's a payment. The tithe is not a seed. It's a payment. It's owed to God because 10% of that is not even ours. Amen? So God has set this thing up because, beloved, I pray above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as thy soul prospers, which is revealed knowledge out of God's word. So a seed is a sperm, and when it's planted into the right soil, it will expand on its productivity. Now, in James chapter 2, God has done a marvelous thing. He's always done marvelous things. God cannot do anything that's not marvelous. Amen. Everything that God does is marvelous. And everything that he does toward us, we call it a blessing. It is a blessing, but it's also a seed. In James chapter 2. In James chapter 2 and verse 5, you will find these consecrated words. Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen? Tell your neighbor, God chose this. Hath not God chosen the poor of this world to be rich in faith? And heirs of the kingdom which he has promised to them that love him? So God has chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith. And heirs of the kingdom. And every promise that God made in Christ is yes and amen unto the glory of God by us. So what God has done, we see poor people, we look at them, and they appear to be poor. But God has chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith. You know how? You know why? Because that's the only way they can make another, uh, another day. They got to have faith in God. They don't see nothing no other way. They don't see how it's going to work out. I mean, it's not like they got hundreds of thousands of dollars somewhere sitting in the bank where they can go and get. So every day they're trusting and leaning and depending on the Lord. Believing that if I go to Cross Lake and fish, at least I'm going to catch a brim. Uh, God has chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith. And there are a whole lot of folk. That have been working double jobs as long as they can remember. And now their kids are doctors. The Lord has elevated their family into a whole nother stratus. You can't be poor and 
lazy. You got to put your faith to work because God has chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith. Amen. So he said the poor you will have with you always, but he didn't call your name. No, he didn't call your name. See, now you, so that, that's all I need to say about that. But it's amazing how, how much ingenuity that people that don't have a lot of resources, but yet somewhere and somehow, they're making it every day. It may not be, you know, the best road that some of us would choose to take, but God can take a little and turn it into a lot. Anybody here know what I'm talking about? God can, can multiply your seed sown. But see, here's the deal. You got to get the seed into the ground. You, you have to. So the challenge is, will you sow now or will you not sow because you got a, a problem, a financial problem? And a lot of times we be leaning on the mercy of God when we need to be sowing seed. It sounds sort of like this. Well, Lord, you know this is all I have, so I'm going to keep it. No, it should be, Lord, this is all I have, and I'm committing it into your hands because you know the way that I should go. Amen? And, and you've given me this seed, and you've given me the wisdom, and here's good ground. It's the offerings that belong to you, and it's in your house that's dedicated to you, and so I'm bringing it to your house to cast it into your offerings because I know you're going to supply every one of my needs. See, so those that are weak and those that are unsure will make statements like this. Well, Lord, you know this is all I got and I'm going to hold on to it. Lord, say, uh-uh, you, something you're not understanding. It's not going to grow in your hands. God said it'll grow in mine. So in time of need, plant a seed. So the choice of God is that he's chosen the poor. And Jesus said, you're going to have the poor with you always. Why? Because oftentimes, people don't operate in faith with what they have. I know that I'm talking to somebody who started out on this journey with Jesus, and you didn't have, now, you didn't have then what you have now. Come on, don't be trying to mix me up in my language, baby. The Lord has opened doors for you. The Lord has made a way for you. The Lord has favored you. The Lord has blessed you. The Lord is walking with you and talking with you and making a way out of no way just for you because he loves you from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet and wants you to prosper and to be in health and to be happy. And to have every need met. All that starts with a seed. And what do you have in your hand? Now, 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 now God loves widows. You know, people that have no visible means of support. God can step in right there because you know what? He loves you so much. He wants to put you on display. He wants to show somebody how he can keep you. Uh, and you know folk are nosy. They're trying to figure out 
Why you riding in a car like that and you ain't got no job and why you doing that? Everybody, because they prosper ain't got nobody with them, don't mean they hooking. Could I get some help from the church up in here? I mean, I mean, you know, God can bless you independently of anybody, but he's going to raise up somebody because he's going to recognize the seeds you sold on Sunday. He's going to raise up somebody to give you a blessing on Monday. That's just, that's, that's just the way the system is designed to work. And you don't know like the wind. It comes and blows and goes where it wants to go. You can't tell where it came from. Can't tell where it's going. You don't know who the Lord going to raise up to bless you. So that's why we ought to be loving God, loving people, loving ourselves, loving our family, loving our neighbors as ourselves, and loving our enemies because the very folk, when, listen, when a man's ways pleases God, he making even his enemies to be at peace. And God can use your enemy to bless you. Oh, yes, he can. Oh, yes, he can. Oh, yeah. It all starts with a seed, everybody. It all starts with a seed. In time of need, plant that seed. And trust God for the harvest on that seed. The problem is the stony heart, the wayside heart, and the thorns in the heart that won't just humble itself and give God not only the praise, but the money due him because we reap what we sow. So there's no need of nobody trying to spiritualize money. If that's the case, go stand there, Swepco. And tell them, I got it, but you don't see it. <laughs> and they're going to tell you, I tell you what, since you got that much light, we're turning off the electricity. We're going to see how you're going to shine in the dark. <laughs> you can't pay, pay Swepco with a promise. You have to pay them with the money. Don't let Satan deceive you. I don't care how high and holy and lofty your thought pattern may be. We need money. To live in this world. Money is a medium of exchange for goods and for services. And the more money you have, the bigger house you can build. Because a house is nothing but enclosed space. So the more space you enclose, the more money it's going to take. <laughs> but the house of God is where we cast into the offerings of the Lord. And we ought to be of the mindset, I can't wait, even though I'm loving the preaching. I can't wait for the offering. Because I need to put that money in there. I need to show God I'm trusting him. I need to show God I'm believing him. Because he didn't fix my income. God ain't into fixed incomes. That's man's rhetoric. What about the good measure? What about the press down? What about the shaking together, put more leaves and more money in that bag? And then what about the running over? But watch this. Shall men give? He didn't say he's going to show up and do it. He's going he's to give it to you through some man. Oh, I know that drives some people up the wall. But God is going to use some man to do it. You may be the best worker on the planet, but if your supervisor don't give you no raise, you ain't getting one. He's going to do it through some man. Okay? Now, let's go to Zarephath. 
Can we go there? Some of y'all say, is that down my Kentucky Fried? No. <laughs> go to 1 Kings chapter 17. Plant a seed in time of need. Now this message obviously comes from the Lord. And uh, it's his Bible. But when I found out that the Lord did not want me poor and begging and straggly, uh-uh. When I found that out, the next thing I found out was that God wanted me to prosper. He wants me to prosper. God, you know, even though he, you know, he loves people, but he wants your, he wants to put a smile on your face. When you look and see all your needs are met, and then you got some money left over. Uh-huh. Don't make this a hard sell. Are you in 1 Kings chapter 17? All right, now here, we just saw the widow in the offerings of God, in the temple of God, casting in all her living. And now we are going to Zarephath to see how the widow interacted with the prophet Elijah. Okay? And we're going to see this thing where, in this case, a woman gave into his bosom. And because she gave to him, God turned around and gave back to her. Come on, can't you hear the Lord saying, you can't lose with the stuff I use? <laughs> Are you in First Kings? I'm going to start at verse 8. And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Sidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow there to sustain you. Isn't that something? So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruise. And behold, I'm gathering two sticks, that I may go in and prepare it for me and my son, that we may eat it and die. Because there was a famine in the land. Verse 13. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me of it a little cake first, first fruit, and bring it unto me, and afterwards make for thee and for thy son. Make my cake first, then after you make my cake, bring it to me, then you make a cake for you and your son first. You got that? Okay, now notice this. In verse 14. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not be used up, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. Because Elijah said it's not going to rain. Am I right about it? It's not going to rain. And when he made that declaration, it also caught him up. See, I'm a minister of the gospel. I live down here with you. I get gas in my chariot. I do what I do. You do what you do. When it comes to the spiritual aspect of what we do, 
we must respect the anointing that each one of us has on our lives. That goes into the spirit realm right there. And because Elijah had said that it's not going to rain, then it did not rain, but he was caught up in it. But even though he declared God's word, the famine hit him Power, power, wonder-working power in the blood of Jesus. The power in the blood of Jesus on the cross at Calvary is God's resolution to the redemption of every lost sinner forever. Today is the day of salvation and now is the acceptable time because tomorrow is not promised. So believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in your house. For whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord Jesus shall be saved. Jesus said, come. The Father says, come. The Holy Spirit says, come. And I say, come. You need to come now. Now the question is... I was the chiefest of sinners, Paul says, and so say I. I called upon Jesus over 46 years ago, and he answered me, came into my heart, and brought with him the gift of eternal life. And he'll do the same for you if you call. Say these words to Jesus. Say, Jesus, I believe you are Lord. Come into my heart. I believe that God raised you from the dead. I accept you now, Lord, as my personal Lord and Savior. If you said those words, and if you mean those words, they are recorded in the 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse 9 through 13. Welcome to the household of faith. Much, much love to you. Now the questions are... Hello, this is Bishop Carwell, and this is the Know Your Bible radio broadcast. The world needs Jesus now more than ever before, and you can help us to reach the world for Jesus Christ. I ask for you to pray for what the Lord will have you to do as it relates to financial support toward Know Your Bible. And then send your gifts of love to Know Your Bible, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. That's the Know Your Bible radio broadcast, 7480 Greenwood Road, Shreveport, Louisiana, 71119. We also welcome your prayer requests and your praise reports. So until we meet again right here on Know Your Bible, you pray for me and I'll be praying for you. And guess what? We'll all be prayed for. Much, much love to you. Oh